Praise God. Wasn't that amazing? Good, good, good. And let's give it up for our creative department and team for that Remain video. Um, I don't know. I was watching that video uh, all week. I just kept pressing replay, and I was getting chills like, what's about to happen here? We're about to go on a fast. No. So quickly uh, rearranged. Welcome to Highlight Church. Um, I know we've already done this, but we can't do it enough. Let's honor our first-time guests, show them some love. Thank you so much for being here. We are super excited that you're here. Um, I'm sorry for the heat index in here. Uh, I know it's cold outside, but it's hot in here, man. It's hot in here. It's real hot. Like, it makes me want to preach about Jesus hot. <laughs> so we go to the other place and not to the hot place. Welcome to Highlight Church. Um, so at any rate, uh, starting a brand new series today entitled Remain. Um, and this is a series where we are beginning our 21 days of fasting. We do this every year, even though we're only a year old. Um, this is our second fast as a church. Last year was pretty awesome. It was entitled Stretch. And um, the whole idea is to give God the top of our year so that he can move in the rest of our year. And so today I'm going to teach on fasting from a relational standpoint, not a religious standpoint. And uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, there was once a guy named Stephen, and um, he had a dream to be one of the best selling authors of all time. And so uh, about 30 years ago, he wrote, um, hi, excellent, y'all. Someone got gum on the stage, um, gum wrap. About uh, 30 years ago or so, he wrote his first book, and he went to his publisher, or to the first publisher, and they denied him, turned him down, and said, I won't publish your book. It's trash. It's garbage. Uh, he went to a second publisher, got the same results. Um, third, fourth, and it got all the way up till his 29th publisher after about three years of trying to get this book published. And number 29 said, no, um, this book is trash. And so he finally garnered up enough courage to go to the 30th publisher, and they said no as well. And so by that point, he fell into a deep depression, Stephen, and he went and he took his book, his manuscript, and he tossed it in the dumpster, not the trash can, the big dumpster outside. And so um, a couple hours later, his wife got home and recognized what he had done. And uh, she grabbed a ladder. She went in, went into the dumpster, grabbed the manuscript, and handed it back to him, pretty much shoved him in his chest, said, here's your manuscript. You need to try to get this thing published one more time. And so the rest, as we say, is history. And uh, the book Carrie became an iconic thriller. And Stephen King, as we know it, is one of the greatest authors in American history. Now, what does evil Stephen King have to do with Jesus? <laughs> I have no idea. I just, I like the, uh, the analogy. <laughs> that uh, at the point in which you've given up, um, usually it's the, it's, it's the moment where you need to stick to it. And uh, it's, it's, it's the season where you must remain. And so I got to thinking, new years, new goals, new resolutions, 
new this, new ideas, new plans, new quotes, new books, new budget. I got to just thinking just new, new, new. We always want to do something new, just innovation and all this stuff, just new, 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 new. And so um, the research shows that by January 14th, 82% of Americans will have failed at the pursuit of fulfilling their New Year's resolutions. That's startling. And most go back. If not, they end up worse off than before. So you don't, you don't lose weight, you gain weight. I never understood that. You want to you wanna lose weight at the top of the year, you just ate all this food. As if you're going to break that routine just, just instantly. You've gained all this weight, and you're just going to stop. And you're going to go to the gym, and they say by day 14, you're done. So 8% only, uh, only hit the mark. It's pretty startling. And so I got to thinking that I know many of us in here, if not all of us, if you're normal, you want to succeed. You want to be effective. You want to be fruitful. Uh, you want your, I love that. Do you see that? It's just <laughs> like my angle is better than y'all's. It's just. Like the spirit of God. It's, it's just smoke. Nothing serious. Um, what was I saying? I won't lie. I'm tired and it's hot. <laughs> I want to come out of this jacket, but it messes up my whole scheme. So um, humble thyself. At any rate, um, y'all like my J's? Cool. A mentor gave them to me, and this is not the Baphomet, so don't be going here saying that the pastor is wearing a Baphomet. Focus, behave, focus, focus. This is my thesis for today. Let's just get right to it, then I can start preaching the word of God. Because some of you are like, when is he going to open the Bible? <laughs> you real religious church people, like, when is he going to open the Bible? It's my thesis. What if renewal is not the way to transformation. What if New Year's resolutions and our desire to accomplish them is actually the issue? What if renewal is not the answer to your transformation? And what if remaining in what is right is? There's not a person in here that doesn't want to be fulfilled, that doesn't want joy and peace and to find purpose. There's not a person in here. And so oftentimes we go from one relationship to the next. We go from one job to the next. We go from one city to the next, one restaurant to the next, one gym to the next. Some of us have gym memberships, and they're just taking it out every month. We haven't been there in over a year. <laughs> that was once us at one point back in Florida. We're like, these people are robbing us $12 a month. Jesus. Man, where am I at? I'm good. I promise you I'm good. What if it's remaining? I've come to find out that being married for four years now, we got a lot more time left, that marriage has changed me more than anything. Like sticking to marriage has made me more of a man, more responsible. Um, 
more intentional than I've ever been. Um, pastoring in this church, moving here a year and a half ago with nine people, um, then starting it on October. Matter of fact, this, this date last year, this Sunday last year, there were like 20 people in this room. Sticking to something, it'll change you. But it's about sticking to what's right. Not about what's flashy, not about what's new, not about what's current. Sticking to, to what's right. And Jesus encouraged his followers. He said, remain in me. Remain in my word. Remain in my love. Remain in my forgiveness. And it's at that point, as you do that for years, as you just stick with Jesus, <laughs> what you want will come to pass. So we're going to deal with John 15 this morning, verse 1. I want to bring a message to you entitled, let's go back to my title, A Formula for Success. Does anyone want to be successful this year in 2018? <laughs> successful. I mean, all across the board, business, relationships, um, your, your spiritual walk, your finances. I want to give you a formula for success this, morrow, uh, this morning as we start this Remain series. John 15, verse 1 through 2, and it reads this. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. So Jesus is saying that um, he is, he's the vine. He's the main uh, uh, stem by which everything springs forth and he's saying God the father is his gardener I love it he says this he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit for some of you this year if you're going to be successful in your walks with the Lord if you're going to be successful in your finances and in, in, in your purity there are kids in here so I can't I can't say what I really want to say uh, if you're going to be successful you're going to have to allow God to cut off certain things and so he goes on and he says this, he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. So they will produce even more. I love that. I love that we have a God who's so meticulous, who, who's so specific about looking at our lives and saying, hey, this actually needs to go. And if you allow him to take it away, he's saying that you will produce much fruit. You will be effective. You will experience this if you allow him to take certain things away. So the first thing you have to do, this formula is a three-piece formula here. The first thing is you got to check the connection. Check the connection. Check the connection in 2018. Every Monday night, my wife and I, we go out on date night. And uh, we typically go to the same place and order the same tacos and same cheese dip and all that stuff, same all that good stuff. We ordered the same stuff. But what we're doing when we go to date night is we talk. We, we, we talk about every budget item, gas, eat out budget, gonna break it on Monday nights. We never stick to it when it comes to date night. Grocery budget, light, water bill. Are we hitting our marks when it comes to our numbers? Um, how are the kids? How am I parenting? Um, I love this question. She always asks first. I never ask first. What can I do better for you? And uh, I'll tell her, and I'll ask her in return, how can I be better? How, how have I offended you? What we're doing is we're checking the connection. Because we've been married for four years, but we want to die together. Divorce is not an option for us. 
So we have to check, but I will say every seven days, the, the, the number seven is the number of perfection in the scripture. So about every seven days, you ought to have certain strategic conversations about certain people in your life about where are we at. And so we're checking the health of our relationship. And while we're doing that, we're pruning. The word prune means to cut away the dead stuff. So the Bible just says that Jesus is the main vine. And anyone who believes in him, we're branches. And so what God does is he comes with his his, his scissors and he begins to cut away at our lives. And what we're doing on date night is we're saying this mindset has to go. This unforgiveness has to go. This habit has to go. The way you speak to me has to go. I, I, you know, I had an attitude, and it has to go. Because if we're going to make it, we need to allow God to prune some things away from our lives. I love the word fast. The word fast, if you're taking notes, here we go. It's teaching time. The word fast means to cover thy mouth. That's why the first meal of the day is breakfast. If you split up the words break fast, you're done covering your mouth and you're eating. So fast means to cover thy mouth. Biblical fasting is abstaining from physical food in order to draw near to the presence of God. So I'm denying myself physical things. I'm cutting off my daily routine, the same food, the same people, the same job, the same TV shows, the same Netflix. Fasting means to abstain so that I can press into the presence of God. Biblical fasting, therefore, is not religious. There are a lot of religions out there that teach you that you have to fast in order to receive God's mercy and forgiveness. In the Bible, you never have to do anything. God already loves you, but you fast because you want to enter into the presence of God. You want to break the routine. You want to abstain. You want the power of God. You want the presence of God. You want some addictions to fall off. You want, you want these proclivities to fall off. You want certain mindsets to fall off. So you fast to enter into the presence of God. So you cover your mouth. I love James 4.8. It says, come close to God and God will come close to you. I love it. I love fasting. Been been fasting for 11 years myself. Been fasting for six years with my wife. Love it. There's no time like it to to just know I'm I'm not watching this today. And I'm I'm just going to stay in my PJs all day if I don't have work or if I don't have to go to school. And I'm just going to bask in the presence of God. I'm going to rest today. I'm going to watch my tongue during the next 21 days. I want to I want to draw near into the presence of God. And I love it. The promise is that he's going to come near unto you during fasting. You experience the peace, and the joy and the strength of God. Unlike any other time in your life. And a lot of times the reason we can't access God in here is because we're so filled and intoxicated with physical things. So anytime you saw them fast in the Bible, God would come and he would move and he would answer. And a lot of us, we're looking for breakthrough. We're looking for something new. And Jesus just simply said, if you would just for the next 21 days remain in me. 
Just lay a foundation for your year. Deny this, deny him, deny her, and just remain in me and break the routine. And I'm going to come close, and I'm going to speak to you, and I'm going to give you vision, and I'm going to give you dreams, and I'm going to give you power. If you just remain in me, I'd come close unto you. And I love it because he, he's going to come close to comfort. He's going to comfort you. But if you're a wordsmith like me, he's going to comfort. He's also going to cut. <laughs> he's coming to snip, snip. He's coming to snip, snip a negative mentality. He's coming to snip, snip at that unforgiveness. He's coming to, to cut away at some some things and I thank God you know and I gotta say this you should have checked your kids and the HL kids but I'm talking to adults so there's doing a 21 day fast my second year of walking with Jesus that he snipped an addiction to pornography in my life yeah I was in Christ read my Bible but I was still battling I was still suffocating in lust because it's a process. You know, you come to Jesus, you're not just perfect the next day. And so a lot of people lose heart because everything doesn't change. Staying with Jesus is a, is a process and you progress. And it was during a 21-day fast that pornography was severed from my life. And I mean, man, the, the clarity and, 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 and the thought processing and just the, the peace and the the, the, the freshness of life when, when you're no longer bound to things that used to bind you. And so in Mark 9, um, there's this boy. It's not in my notes, but I'm just one with God right now. In Mark 9, there's this boy who uh, continues to throw himself into the fire and into the water. I'm sorry. Su suicide, it's not just mental. There's a, there's a devil out there who wants to take people out. And so this boy was throwing himself into the fire, into the water, and Jesus' disciples were trying to cast this demon out because he was, he was possessed by a demon. He was oppressed and he was possessed. We'll teach about that later. He was possessed, and they couldn't do it. So the father is like, oh, my God, like, what's going on? And they, they, they bring the boy to Jesus, and Jesus is just kind of chilling. He's like, so um, what's the problem? How can I help you? What's going on? Huh? What's, what's going on? What's, what's the issue? What's the diagnosis? And uh, he's saying, well, he's, he's filled with a demon. And Jesus is like, well, how long has this been happening? It's like Jesus sitting there eating an apple, just chilling. He said, well, he's just looking at him. And, and so the, the father said, well, as of a child, like since he came out of the womb, there was something attached to him to defeat him and to take him out. And, and so we always hear in the church world today that God has a plan for your life. He does. But so does the enemy. And he does it by attaching himself to you. And so Jesus said, all right, he commanded the, the dumb devil. He said, shut up and get out of the boy. And the devil shrieked him and he got out. Like just at the command of his word, he left. And Jesus turned to his disciples. He said, you faithless generation. We think Jesus was, you know, walking the lilies, Jesus. No, he said, you faithless generation. He said, this kind, watch this. There are so many things you're trying to break free from right now. He said, this kind only comes out through prayer and fasting, which lets me know this. There are only certain things that are going to be answered in your life in 2018 
that are going to come into your life, blessings and promises. There are only certain things that you're going to break away from in 2018 through the power of not just prayer, not just reading your Bible, not just coming to church, but prayer and fasting. This is how powerful fast. It's not a religious thing. We're not going to go somewhere for 30 days and 21 days and 7 days and 40 days and fast around something and because we got it. No, no. This is about freedom. This is about blessing. This is about heaven releasing everything that that heaven has for us. That's what fasting is about. 11 years of fasting. And I'm stoked about it this year for some reason. I feel God doing a new thing through my life. Through my life. John 15, 3 says this. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. That's what Jesus said to his disciples. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Second thing you must do in 2018 is fail-proof your life. Now, that's exciting. I, I got excited when I was studying, man, and I'm like, man, this is a good point. You mean I don't ever have to fail? at anything. Didn't say there won't be struggle, but you won't fail. New Year's Eve was interesting. We got home last uh, Sunday, was it? Or two Sundays ago? I don't know anymore. Last Sunday. And um, our oldest son, Jaziel, we, we gave him a proposition. We said, look, if you would take a nap for an hour, you can stay up and do the countdown with us till midnight. So go to sleep from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. You can stay up. And uh, his other other option was, but if you stay up, you can play your video game. You have to get into bed by 8 o'clock. And so we were going to watch another church do their praise party is what they call it. And uh, he said, I don't mean to be mean, but sitting up until 12 o'clock listening to a preacher preach is going to be boring. That's a PK for you. It's a preacher's kid for you. God got plans, but so does the enemy. So we said, okay. And then he tried to sugar it up by saying, Dad, he's not you. Oh, okay, you're, all right, all right. So, okay, which do you choose, man? Well, you know, I want to play my video game, and I'll go to bed at 8. Cool, all right, awesome. So uh, it's 7.45. We're up in their room tucking them in. And I hear a sniffle to my right. Becca knows Jay, so this is just hilarious for her. And he is bawling, crying. Like, Jay, what's wrong? I want to stay up. (laughs) Now, I'm his dad, you know, and I love him. And me and his mom will never do anything to lead him wrong. We, we will always give you instruction that you may not like at first. But we know what you want in the long term. <laughs> and he failed to heed to his father's words. And he reaped the consequences before it. Jesus says that I have pruned you and purified you by my message. I have, if you would follow my message, if you would remain in my message, I have cut off everything. I have cleansed you spiritually, 
And as you remain in my message, you will remain clean, clear conscience, seeing straightforward into everything God has for you. The word message there means word. Now, I just want to I, I just want to encourage you real quick. If you're going to join us on this fast, God bless you. You're about to do something great. Everything in this Bible is meant for your good and for your success. Jesus says that I've pruned you and I purified you by my message. And so we got a few fasts if you're taking notes. There's the complete fast. People have been asking about this for three weeks. Here we are. Take your notes. You have the complete fast, which is all water fast. It's all water. Kyra and I won't be doing that this year, but for the past five years, we've been doing all water for the first three days of our 21-day fast. And I just got to encourage you, if, if the Spirit is leading you towards that fast, please don't go to work or school. Don't go anywhere. You need to stay home. You need to fill yourself up with prayer and the word of God. Commit yourself to a, to a gospel if you're going to do that fast. God is going to speak to you. I remember one year we read the book of Revelations. It's like, oh, Jesus, this is good. And it just, it just opened up to us. The second type of fast that you can do, so we, we traditionally go to this fast during day four, the Daniel's fast. This is no meat, no sweets, no bread. And you consume water, veggies, fruit, and some fruit juice. And then this third fast, it's the partial. It's not, a, it's, it's not dietary. In, in a sense, it's time. So whatever fast you do dietary, you can do it from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. or from sunup to sundown. You mix it up. Whatever the Spirit of God convicts you to do. Now, conviction isn't, isn't a tough word. Conviction is actually a good word. It's, it's the Spirit of God saying, hey, I'm calling you to do this for your better. Condemnation is you need to stop, you bad boy, you bad girl. So whatever the Spirit of the Lord leads you into, it's because you're going to be blessed by the conclusion of your conviction. That just went over like 100 people's heads. You're going to be blessed by the conclusion of your conviction. So some of you, you may not do 21 days, but you need to do three-day fast. And the Spirit of God, as I'm speaking, he's talking to you. But the Bible says that when our hearts are hardened, the word of God can't get into our hearts. So you need to open up your hearts right now because if you're going to be successful in 2018, you may want to engage this fast. And so one thing I love about fasting is that you can just bask and soak in the word of God for the next 21 days. Just, just bask in his promises, bask in his wisdom and his instruction for the next 21 days. Fasting is an opportunity to bathe your mind and your heart in the promises of God. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 4, 4, the message version. He says, it takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. The word there alive is not to exist. The word there alive is zoe, and it means to thrive and to flourish. And he's saying in 2018, if you're going to succeed, it takes a steady stream of the word of God. And it takes 21 days to form a habit. Scientifically, it takes 21 days to break a habit. So for 21 days, just a steady 
stream. Nah, man, I'll, I'll check y'all later. Okay, cool. <sighs> Jesus, thank you. Speak these promises over my life. I trust you. Amen. Day two. Now I'll check y'all later. Someone asked me the other day, like, how was the 21-year-old you just like that? At my books, at my Bible, at like two friends that was doing the same thing I was doing. And now one, per one of them is killing it in Orlando. The other one is living life good in Boston. 11 years of remaining in Jesus just... A steady stream, just steady, steady. You know, my grandma, they call in the African-American community on every Sunday, soul food. Just collard greens and cornbread, mac and cheese, sweet potato pie. Come on now. <laughs> I know we got a very diverse group, but you can appreciate some soul food. The Bible is food for your soul. Your soul is Compromise of three things. Watch this. I never get lost, so stick with me, okay? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so Jesus said, if you're going to be alive and if you're going to thrive, your mind, your choices, and how you feel need to be informed by what he says. Because he'll never tell you anything that's going to fail you. He loves you too much. He died on a cross for you. His power heals our illnesses, takes away our sins. Though they were red like crimson, they're now white as snow. He loves you too much to tell you anything wrong. And so he was telling the devil, because he was fasting in Matthew 4, the devil said, turn these stone into bread so you can be full. I know you're hungry out here and it's cold during the night and it's hot during the day. And he told the devil, he responded with scripture. He said that man shall not, in the original translation, man shall not live by bread alone, but out of every word that comes out of God's mouth. You can fail proof your life by building your life on the word that never fails. I, I, I'll pay you if for the next 300 and so-and-so days, if you would take this word, literally believe it, walk it out, and if by the end of the year you say, Pastor or Josh, it, it didn't work, I'll give you some money. That's how thoroughly convinced I am in this word. But I guarantee you I won't be paying up anything. 
You can fail-proof your life in 2018. The struggles are going to come. The setbacks are going to come. The disappointments are going to come. But when you're filled with truth, they won't outlast you, and they won't defeat you. Let's go here to John 15.4. We can clap that up. John 15.4, and it reads this. It takes, uh, remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. You cannot succeed unless you, a lot of, you know, for years, I would say for about seven or eight years, I really battled with that because I'm like, Jesus, I've done some pretty awesome things in my life. And what he's saying is, is that you can do nothing of eternal significance aside from me. Because there's nothing on this earth that's going to heaven with you. So he's saying, if you want to be effective and you want to be successful in every walk of life, a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. The last thing of this equation, the last point here is remain in what's right. Remain in what's right. <laughs> Your transformation won't come this year by a resolution. It's going to come by remaining. Uh, my first year in the Lord, I was uh, <laughs> at a hip-hop bonfire. Uh, back then, <laughs> I'll explain. My favorite artist at the time, back in 2006, is when, when, when this, 2007, gave my life to Christ, 2006, October. Uh, T.I., when he was in his prime. Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne, when he was in his prime. And Jay-Z. Jay-Z's still going. So I don't know when he's ever going to not be in his prime. I mean, he's, anyway, I had a bonfire. So I was, I was in the word of God so much to the point where it was, it was like changing the way I was thinking. <laughs> I didn't like it, but I liked it. And so like, I'm in this and it's like, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Uh, Joshua 24, 15, every promise of the Lord came to pass, not one of them failed. Um, he who finds a wife obtains favor from the Lord. Man, that's some good stuff. And not only that, when I gave my life to Jesus, I had made all A's that semester. I'd never done it in middle school or high school. I did it in college, though. And then I'd go over to the music and <coughs> women this. And so, like, me and my best friend, we got all of our CDs. You have to do this in certain seasons of your walk with Jesus. You'll grow past it. You can come back because you'll be safe. But it's like keeping a baby away from a pool. They're going to be able to get in there by themselves one day, but now they can't because they're drowning. So, and so we took all T.I., Lil Wayne, Jay-Z. Man, I loved Robin Thicke back in the day. Lost without you. And I'm like. We, uh, we had wood and very illegal because we were in our apartment complex in the college town, Tallahassee. And we were way in the corner somewhere where they couldn't find us. So we ah, just threw it in there. But because what Jay-Z and Lil Wayne and T.I. were promoting 
and what they were saying. I couldn't remain in it and remain in this. It was a contradiction. And, and it had to be severed in that season of my spiritual walk with Jesus. Not only that, for the first month, I was in a very ungodly, unhealthy relationship with a young lady who I was trying to get to go to church and to love Jesus, everyone in their own time. But what I was doing in this relationship would not allow me to remain in Christ. And so Proverbs says that he who finds a wife obtains favor from the Lord. So why are we acting like we're married when we're not married? This is not favor from God. This is a curse of the enemy, and I need to get out of here because this is not fruitful. I'm not going to be happy, and I need to just cut you off. So I let, let her go. Seven years of purity and abstinence. Let me put you in on a little secret of remaining with Jesus. <laughs> when you get what God has promised you and what God had for you, has for you, is as if, it's as if the seven years that you waited never even happened. Thank you, Bobby. I'm not showing out. I'm not being prideful. This is, this is real because a lot of us, <laughs> we're going to come in with the same issues and leave with the same ones. But if you just trust this thing that I'm saying right here, because we, we get into month one with Jesus, year two with Jesus, year three with Jesus, year four with Jesus, year 10, and it hasn't happened. But when it does happen, you grown, your character's better, you got more peace, you're stronger, and you got the it that you've always wanted. You've got the it that you've always wanted. He's always working. It's as if you need to get to Virginia. Everything you want and you need is in Virginia. You have a friend that you love, they're going to Virginia. You have another friend you love, they're going to Pennsylvania. Well, one of you can't fit in two cars. You can't go to Pennsylvania and say, I'm going to end up in Virginia. You're not. You're going to end up in Pennsylvania. But you can get in the car and get on to Virginia, where you need to be and where you want to be. And I just... Back in 2006, I got in the car with Jesus. I said, you created the car. Here are the keys. For 11 years, he's been driving me around. No, not that relationship, not that pit stop, not that rest area, not this city, not that relationship, not this person. Nope. Drop this habit. Forgive this person. Because I'm, I'm doing something in your life. And what I'm doing in your life, a lot of people, hundreds of people are attached to it. So I need you to let me keep driving. Jesus, shouldn't we stop over? No, nope, I'm, I'm going straight. Man, when are we going to get there, man? Just dang it. 
Jesus is like, <laughs> and I'm like, and um, 11 years, wow, it's 11-11 right now. That's crazy. Wow. 11 years of remaining, I've never regretted. And he's never failed me, nor will he ever fail you. But the promise is that if you would remain in me, you would evolve into the person that you want to be. I'll tell you when to go to the gym. I'll, I'll, I'll show you what to do with your money. I'll show you how to live in peace with your spouse. I, I'll show you how to reconcile things. I'll give you a purpose beyond your eight to five. When we were on welfare, three and a half years ago, we remained. When we were on welfare, the only thing we had to run to was first and second Samuel. When David, the greatest king of Israel, was living in caves like a dog. And so I need a word. I don't need no inspiration. I don't need a quote. I need a word from God that's going to show me that I'm going to make it through this. I'm excited about this fast, and uh, I pray that you join us. Um, last year, it was amazing. We're going to meet 530 every morning on a prayer call, and we invite you into this for the next 21 days, except Sundays. Um, 530 prayer call. We have a uh, remain devotional outside. You can pick it up. Um, it comes from our house um, every day. There's something that you can focus on, day one, day two, day three, and there, there are follow-throughs. So pray for this and write this out and do get rest, and it's, it's just it's phenomenal. So I'd love to invite you to that 530 prayer call. Uh, that's where life change is going to happen. It's going to stretch you. Just imagine, just imagine giving the next three weeks to Jesus. So he can bless your next 300 days. Your life will never be the same. All heads bowed. Father, we love you this morning and we thank you that you're working. That you're moving in strength and power. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us the instruction that we need. And that true transformation comes from remaining in you. Thank you, Lord, that as we enter into this fast this year, you're going to meet us right where we need you to meet us. You're going to bring comfort. You're going to bring joy and peace. You're going to shift our paradigms and our thinking. You're going to set us free from habits and addictions. You're going to start working on relationships that matter to us. 
Thank you, Lord, that we're going to come out of this fast in power and in might. If anyone be here and you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, God loves you this morning. And he sent the son for you to die on a cross for your sins. For your destiny, for your future. God has promises for your life. What better way to start a new year than starting it with a new life in Christ? I'm going to pray a prayer, and if that be you, at the end of the prayer, you just raise your hand. We're going to celebrate you and encourage you. I'm going to pray a prayer of salvation. I'm going to receive forgiveness of sins and start new today. Pray this in your heart. Father God, I love you. Thank you for your forgiveness and your mercy, that which I don't deserve. Jesus, thank you for coming into this world to die on a cross for my sins. I believe you are the Son of God. And thank you for grace. I make you my Savior. Fill my heart. Give me purpose and power. I am yours. In Jesus' name, amen.